today what we're going to do right now is do a very special talk that's called The Female is Present. And so this is a talk that's dedicated to female empowerment. Uh, we have Lauren Tsai, Yi Ng, and Emily Olberg, and Alayli May here for the talk. And for this one, I am going to actually bow out gracefully for this talk. And we're going to have the editor of Hype Bay, Lily, as well as Sophia Chang, come up here and do that talk. So I want to introduce Lily and Sophia to the stage, who's going to take my place. There they are. Applause one more time. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to wear the moderation hat? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. So the setup of this, as you can tell, you know, if you've, done, if you've gone to any talks in the past, it's usually on a stage and people are sitting in chairs and they're like 500 feet away from you guys. We wanted to set up a space that made it feel like we were in an office environment, right? So this is our conference room. You're sitting and watching our meeting happen and you guys are the attendees to that meeting. Uh, that's why if you got the get, if you got the sort of meeting attendee ID, we even we even made you little like employee ID cards, if you will, you know. And those are only for people who come to the hype talks. Um, so with that being said, I mean, you know, we want to have a dialogue, and you guys are just flies on the wall listening to our meeting happen. And then afterwards, you're going to be able to participate in that, and we want to open it up to audience Q and A. And I think for this talk in particular, we definitely want to hear from you guys on what you guys have gone through as well um, in this world and in this current state that we're living in. So, without further ado, I'll hand it over to you guys, and I watch from the sideline. Good luck. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys for coming. My name is Sophia Chang. I'm an illustrator and designer by trade. I'm co-founder of We Ascend, a creative agency. And I'm also a co-founder of Undo Ordinary, which is a health and wellness platform. I'm Lily. I'm with Hype Bay on the editorial team. Um, we're basically, in essence, we're the female-centric uh, counterpart to Hypebeast. Um, we're showcasing women at the forefront of fashion and culture. Um, and some of these stories that we've told since our inception have been among the amazing women that we have here today. So without further ado, I'm going to invite out the women for this panel. It's also uh, our first time moderating today, guys. So if we mess up, you know why. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. bringing them out. I'm just going to read their names off. We got Lauren Tsai, we got Yi Ying, coming in heavy from A Cold Wall. We got Emily Oberg, we got Alele May. Welcome, welcome, ladies. Um, so we're excited to have each of these individuals here. Um, the title today is The Female is Present. Obviously, everyone loves the phrase, the future is female, but we're kind of going to dig into that. and kind of change the algorithm of how everyone receives that info. Um, I'm kind of just going to open up with some quick facts, just so you guys know, as I was preparing for, to, to moderate this. It actually hasn't been 100 years yet since women have uh, received the right to vote. It was approved in 1920, and in year 2020 is when we're actually going to hit 100 years. Um, it's an amazing time for us to be here because so many things have been changing, obviously, if any of you guys keep up with current events. In fact, you can't avoid current events because you see it in your Instagram feed. Um, but uh, we're at an amazing time where traditions are being overthrown, uh, whether you're male or female, in between, whatever it is. 
It's an amazing time where people are being celebrated for who they are. Um, we're moving from traditions that are millions of years old from uh, being in households to taking on leadership position roles and being able to carve a name for ourselves, which is amazing to celebrate. Um, so, yeah, I guess we can kind of just open up with our first question. Cool. Um, if everyone could please introduce themselves. Starting with Yi. Hi, I'm Yi. I work in strategy at a code wall. Hi, I'm Aleli. I am a sneaker designer and a fashion consultant. I'm Emily, and I have a print magazine, and um, I, brand, I consult for brands. Um, hi, I'm Lauren. I'm a model and illustrator from the States, currently based in Tokyo. Awesome. Cool. So we've done a lot of amazing things. We've come a long way, actually. In fact, um, women's income has actually quadrupled in the past 50, uh, 50 years. Another fun fact. Um, but, you know, there was a time where, you know, we're still kind of fighting the good fight. And I kind of want to open up that dialogue of the topic of marginalization. You know, whether you've walked into a room and you were ignored or you were walked into a conference room and you were sized up. Um, we've all been there, especially if you're young and you're a female. Um, you are perceived a certain way when you're trying to um, kind of carve your name in a professional setting. You, do you want to kind of comment on that? Sure. So... I guess my experience is a bit different. So I work on more of the commercial and corporate side, which means it's more about conference calls and like meetings and stuff like that. And it's quite clear most of the times that, you know, the, the majority of women is very small. And for me, it's more in like the subtleties of like the way sometimes um, you notice things. And the worst part, I guess, is that you keep like thinking about it, but it's actually, you know, it's definitely there. It's because you're a woman that you're being sometimes, I guess, like ignored in like different ways, I would say. And so. it's like hard because you don't want to overthink. Exactly. So you it's know? more so, I would say, you feel sometimes it's a bit of like passive aggressiveness or like just in, you know, really like the subtleties of things. And what I find that's like most important is that. Well, I'm fortunate enough to be in situations where I'm always surrounded by men that are very um, aware and very conscious of women. Um, but, you know, it's always the outliers. It's always, like, you know, the few experiences that you experience that, you know, like, for example, if, you know, so I work in our showroom a lot. If um, a buyer was coming in and they clearly know who I am, but they'll obviously go straight to my assistant who's, like, a male instead of, like, coming straight to me. So it's you know, different, like, subtleties like that that you kind of just, like, pick up on and you kind of just, you know, just need to be, like, aware about and respond in a way that, you know, doesn't, doesn't bring light to it, but more so responds in a way that um, makes sure that you, you let them know almost, like, in the subtleties that this is not okay, I guess. And Alayla, you've actually had a long past working in streetwear. You started at RSVP Gallery. Um, you work with Nike and Jordan. Um, what's your experience been like? Um, my experience is actually really positive. Like, you know, I've always had male figures that are around that are very supportive. It's not about, you know, you being a female. It's more of, like, you are the youth. You can do anything that you want to do. Like, we're here to support you. And, you know, I've always really had that. And I, I think, um, you know, sometimes when you do go out into the real world, there is times where you're just like, hey, I'm, I'm right here, you know. And um, I think also, you know, 
you have to take your mind off of that because you have to realize that, wait, maybe I am the only female in here, but I'm gonna stand strong and tall because I know you see me. You may not wanna acknowledge me, but in due time, you will see me more, you know? So I think just always having that like positive, you know, mindset and just really being like, you know, I'm here to stay. And whether I have to tell you that verbally, you will definitely see me. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to add that. That's important. I mean, you know, I feel you. Yeah. What about you, Emily? What you got? Um, yeah, I mean, I came from... Complex is pretty corporate. So I worked there for three years. Um, and when I started, I was young. I was 20. So I think as a young girl who's, like, not from here, coming into this corporate environment where it's male-dominated, obviously, um, you do feel times where it's like you're speaking and they don't take your ideas seriously or... You know, they don't really hear you. Um, you can be saying something, like, sometimes there'll be a, a situation where you say something, and they'll be like, okay, whatever. And a guy will say the same thing, and they'll be like, cool, great, awesome. And you're like, but. So that's, like, that's annoying, but I think, like, what you're saying, you just have to make yourself, you have to, like, bring the presence that you're here, and you're not going to take no for an answer, you're not going to take any shit. And I think it's just, like, an attitude that you need to have um, to instill that in the people around you. And Lauren, you come from a little bit of a different background. Um, you started in modeling, illustrating, mm -hmm. um, and then you had your start on reality television at yes. Carousels. Um, definitely, it's been a crazy experience for me because I feel like up until about a year and a half ago, um, I was still just a kid in high school trying to figure out what I wanted to do in the future and what would be possible for me in terms of pursuing my dreams. Um, after being on reality TV, I had a lot of exposure and I had the, uh, a lot of opportunities in Japan in modeling and then after that in art nowadays. Um, and I think that the way I'm received in Japan versus the States, definitely there are differences there because um, what's normal for, what are normal gender roles in Japan um, are different from what's normal in the States. So sometimes I do feel like um, I enter rooms and I'm not taken as seriously. I think partly because you know I'm young and definitely being young means that you have less experience, but um, I think there are times when I've felt like, because I am a female and because it's not, people don't really see a lot of uh, young females in the art industry or in more like creative positions um, within fashion sometimes that uh, I am taken less seriously. And I think that it's a very, I don't know, it indicates a good challenge for growth and it shows me that I really want to be someone who's not going to um, back down to those challenges and that maybe I could be um, another face in the crowd, hopefully in the future, in a position of power as a female. Awesome. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, yeah, no, I feel like the, the overlying thing is just like, fuck it, I just gotta persevere, you know, which is amazing takeaway and it's nice to hear that other people are going through this because most of the time you're battling the thoughts in your head in the moment and you're like I'm gonna keep a straight face I'm gonna keep a professional and keep it together um, all right so I think um, the next thing I wanted to touch on is the idea of uh, kind of how our paths to successes are a little bit different. So like back in our parents' day, it was a college degree. That was the way to, like you have to get a diploma. That was your way to like jumpstart your career, right? And then I graduated around the recession where with a college degree, there were no jobs. And so there were the, a, lot, a huge wave of people where it was kind of like the Zuckerberg um, mentality of like, I have a skill, so I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna just go for it and get a job and make it for myself. And now I feel like we're entering like another phase where it's this idea of, of entrepreneurship but with social media. So these types of platforms that I feel like each of you have utilized to be able to you know, build your name, showcase your work. Um, can you guys chat about that? Are we going in order? I feel like you're the best, you're the best person to start with. How's okay, um, so I guess that's true to like how I started in the industry. So two and a half years ago, I was still in Sydney studying law and I was doing a bit of styling on the side and it just so happens that one of my friends dropped off a long sleeve and it was in a Cold War long sleeve. Hey. And then from there, um, you know, just started having conversations with um, Samuel and Ace, decided to then move to London and then it's been working with them ever since, which has been like quite crazy to think that, you know, that was the starting point of a conversation. And I guess it's just so important nowadays that I guess as much as you hate the word of like a personal brand, it actually helps when you are able to feel confident enough to like connect with different people that you respect and admire and how that can eventually lead to a position where you're actually working with those people that you respect. So were you like surprised? Uh, like when you look back on it now, like are you like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely crazy because of like the distance and like how I was just doing something completely different. But, I mean, as cliche as it is, you know, it just makes sense. Um, I kind of started <clears throat> on Tumblr. No. Uh, <laughs> What's that again? What's that? <laughs> Tumblr gang? No. Um, so, basically, uh, you know, my friends, I was in high school, and they were like, yo, you should start a Tumblr. And I'm just like, okay, what's that, you know? And they're like, yo, just put everything you like on there. And, you know, I started posting, like, all the inspiration and then I decided to go to college in Chicago. And like a month before I moved, I came across RSVB Gallery's Tumblr. And I was like, yo, what's this? And I was like, oh my gosh, like this looks like a place I'm gonna be. And then um, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be in Chicago anyway. So my Tumblr went from posting my inspo to actually being around the inspo. So I started posting my actual life. Like, wait, I got cool friends, you know, we got cool sneakers, we got, you know. So um, that naturally happened, and then it kind of built, like, this platform for myself. And then, um, you know, I was definitely fortunate enough to work at RSVP where, I mean, ideally, I felt like the culture was happening in this store. So, you know, that's why I quit Louis Vuitton because I felt like, you know, this is the place where I feel like I can live and breathe and be creative. And I would basically report that back to Instagram. And that's how, you know, the following started building and, um, you know, really just showcasing that, hey, I'm not the only girl that wears sneakers. There's a lot of girls too. And, um, you know, let's just kind of like build this whole thing. And yeah. So oh, yeah, I felt it wasn't until like the internet and like forums and definitely like hype beast where I realized there's other girls that dress like me, which was so dope to like be able to connect like that because it was always such a, a boys game. You're kind of the odd one out with your girlfriends because you're like, I'm not trying to wear heels. I'm trying to right. be comfortable. Right. And, and I mean, and the cool thing about it is you would go to different cities and you would like link up with those girls that you found on Tumblr. Like, yo, she's my friend. And you're like, how are you guys friends? You're like because we have the same things in common. Like, what do you mean? No. Um, so, yeah. 
I want to touch on that a little bit because you actually designed the first Jordan for men and women. Yes. Was that surprising to you that you were the first? Um, I actually didn't know. Um, when I was like in there designing in Portland, I was just like, I got this idea and da 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 da. And then they're just like, so would you want to make it for only women? And I was like, well, I wear men's and women's clothes, so that wouldn't really make sense. I like need to have it for men's and women's because. You know, people can look at it whether you are male or female, and you can identify with something. You know,、um, so I felt like it was just most natural. And then when the article came up, I was like, "Oh, I am the oh, okay, I'm like gang." Amazing, <laughs> awesome. So we're kind of just trying to figure out foot in the door, and if social media has kind of played that part for you. Yeah, more and more in terms of like Instagram and that. Sort of well, if it played a part, like kind of just run us through real quick how Emily Ober got to like where she is today, and、yeah. what factor did social media play into that,、right. or Instagram, or any other? Yeah, no Tumblr、platform. for sure, and even like Blogspot and WordPress before、yeah. Tumblr existed. <laughs>、um, yeah, I think it was just a good way to kind of share your taste and what you're into, and then connect with other people who shared the same thing. Because at that time, streetwear and sneaker culture was not a big thing. Like. Even though not a lot of girls were wearing it, like not a lot of guys were either. So if you saw someone like in a Supreme hat or like Nike Dunks, you were like, "Oh shit! Like we should be friends because like this is rare." You found your people. Yeah. yeah, especially where I'm from, like a small town in Canada.、Um, so that was super cool. And then I think Tumblr just helped to connect those people even further. And then people all over the world, you know, friends in Paris and New York and LA and. Everywhere,、um, and then I think just by speaking to those people, it helps refine my taste and kind of—I don't know—I just became so fascinated with this world. And then complex, the complex thing was random. They just reached out to me, and they were building their video at the time, and they wanted me to be、um, on their video team. So I did that. But because of my interest and because of the blogs prior to that, is why. It was what led me to that path, and then obviously using Instagram as a way to promote yourself and the things that you believe in and the things that you're working on is—it's such a great tool, as we all know. So the internet keeps changing, right? And we have to change with it. Instagram keeps, and Facebook, and everything else keeps updating their—you know—all the technical shit every time you open it. So, you know, as I guess some of the people in the crowd are trying to figure out, like, how are they going to get their foot in the door? Is social media that answer? What are your thoughts on that?、Um, well, I come from DeviantArt. I don't know if you guys know about、yes. that website. That was like that was my thing.、Um, I did, wasn't really involved in the fashion community until age 15.、Um, that that still sounds really young, but that's when I started modeling in Japan. And up until then, I was posting art anonymously online. I was using YouTube to upload speed paint videos. So I feel like the internet for me at the time was my escape. Or my window into anything I wanted it to be. You know, I could really find a community that I felt、um, was interested in the same things as me. So it was definitely a place of discovery, and that's where I really、um, realized what I feel passionate about, and I built confidence in that. And then after、um, I got exposure and I started to have my social media, like my main social media, be Instagram, and it was a public platform now where I was showing. That I was the one posting, and I was posting photos of myself and、um, my friends and the other things that I do. I think that、um, for a long time I felt really unconfident with a lot of the things I was doing because I wasn't used to being judged in that way.、Um, so I think that Instagram for me 
it has taught me to become confident in me as a whole person and sharing that, the good parts of my life, the bad parts of my life. And I think there's a lot of power there because um, we do get to show people not just the work that we do, but also like the experiences we're having. So I think that through that, I was able to connect with people that um, really wanted to work with me because they know who I am, because I put that out there. And I think that's such a powerful thing to put yourself out there in such, in the most raw and genuine way you can, because that really attracts people who want to work with you and believe in what you do. Um, so I think it's great if you can use social media to build a community that really feels true to you and meet people that um, are going to vibe with that. It's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because you're very yes. vulnerable and you're like putting yourself out there and the image is the image. Like, no one knows the stress. And I'm sure when you're a stylist, you know, maybe you didn't have assistance and you're carrying all the shit and it might be raining. I've seen stylists do that in New York. They can't hail a cab. And I'm just like, I feel so bad for you. Like, like no one sees the struggle and the stress, like the moments where you're, like, having a panic attack in the office. Or, you know, just dealing with anxiety from just a single post. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about mental health. I, that, that's an ongoing topic, but especially as women, you know, there within social media, right? We got thirst traps. We got uh, we got the sexualization of women, the vulnerability of showcasing, you know, who we are, what we do, and also, you know, the idea of beauty and and all of that because it's a visual based platform. Um, you kind of mentioned this idea of being vulnerable and being celebrated but at the same time like being attacked right so I'm sure all of you guys have dealt with trolls like yeah what's what's that like how do you deal um I think especially from being on the reality show um there on the internet there's always a very polarized reaction to just about anything you do which is a good thing because you know you do really connect with people who feel passionately good about what you do but um I think it's you, you definitely have a choice with how you respond to it. You know, you can run away from the criticism or you can embrace it to find um, areas of growth for yourself just in not really caring about what other people say. Um, and I think that for me, social media helped me to find a lot of things that I'm actually really scared of doing or a lot of things I didn't realize I didn't have confidence like in. what? Um, so I didn't realize how unconfident I became in showing my art with people, actually. And I didn't realize how much it hurt me. Um, I was really affected by the criticism at first, and I think that realizing that it was so scary for me um, has made me been able to point my career in a direction that I can do the things I'm passionate about, because I think that fear is one of the best indicators for passion, and fear doesn't have to be something that slows you down, but something that helps you know what really matters to you. So. And now you have a collaboration with Marc Jacobs. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, that's coming out October 12th. Congratulations. Um, thank you hey. so much. But that was a crazy experience. Um, it was the first time that I did anything sort of uh, fashion collaboration. And for me, it was so exciting to see my work um, with the things from his brand because he's really a designer that I respect. And, yeah, I never, I wasn't really sure, like, where my art or where my style would fit in the industry because I have kind of this um, animation-inspired pop, surreal kind of style um, and definitely there was a lot of criticism there's people who are saying online right now like oh Lauren's art looks like you know uh, like college sophomores whatever work put onto high fashion bags or it looks like some like shit off of deviant art but I think that's great because you know why does it why do, why do things have to look a certain way so it's nice to 
be able to put my stuff out there and see all this. Yeah. How about you, Emily? Um, yeah, I think the mental health thing is important to talk about because as good as social media is, um, in a business sense, I think no matter like how pretty you are, how successful you are, how well you're doing, how great your relationship is, like that shit will fuck you up if you spend a lot of time on it and if you don't put it into perspective. I definitely delete Instagram off my phone every single month for like a week because it drives me fucking crazy. Um, and it's I'm designed sure. to drive you crazy. Yeah, exactly. So well, looking into I, that is insane yeah. too. So I think we just need to be responsible and know that, you know, there are days when we feel horrible about ourselves and our situations and our life and seeing other people live their best life like just makes that even worse. So I think just putting it into perspective and just saying fuck it and just focusing on yourself and not trying to live through others or pay attention to what they're doing all day, every day. It's, it's so important to just be cognizant of that. I feel like that's really easy to say, but really hard to do. And I feel like everyone obviously knows that feeling of like opening your phone and someone's doing all this dope shit or people are doing dope stuff and, you, and then you put your phone down and you're like, okay, like I'm, I'm here now. Yeah. And then you kind of forget about all the dope shit you might have done or you're doing and you're just, you get yeah. in this like dark place. But it's like, we can it's delete like, it totally. and we can like go on a break, but like what is, is there a solution? What's the long-term solution? Have you found a solution? What you got? Um, I think that everything starts with self, okay? Because, okay, so four years ago, I started practicing Buddhism, right? And, you know, I had all the things that you would think a young girl growing up in South Central would have, you know, just all these insecurities, and then the internet came, and then, you know, just everything that you're just like, ah! Right? It's crazy. It's crazy to, like, take in all of this. So it's like you have to have a solid sense of self, knowing that, like, okay, here I am. I have my own mission, you know? Um, and also to know that there's room for all of us to be in the same place at the same time. You know, every, every girl is here to represent another girl that's going to look at them and see something that's going to push them to want to achieve their dream, Right? And, you know, we all come from different walks of life. So in the end, you know, we're all going to have amazing stories that we can share with each other. And, you know, all these trials and tribulations, uh, especially with, you know, young women and confidence, it's, you know, that's also to gear us to, you know, the next level. Because at any level, you know, you think of Beyonce, like, of course she has haters, like, you know, but like, what does she do? She doesn't focus on that. She focuses on what she has the best. And she has talent. She, you know, shows you what she got and how, and you can see how she got it too. So I think that's very commendable to, you know, look at, you know, young girls. And I think dialogue is also very important. It's very important to find young girls like yourself that are, you know, pushing towards something bigger and, you know, have these dreams, share your dreams with your friends, share your hardships with your friends, because there's a reason why that you guys are all connected. You know, there's a reason why that you guys all have this certain mission to, you know, really just uplift each other. And when you have like a strong crew and, you know, some troll wants to say something about you, like, you literally tell your friends, they'd be like, girl, bye, you know? And you're just like, oh, damn, yeah, I took that too serious. And you're like, oh, you know, because it's just the internet. People hide behind, you know, these things. And at the same time, like, they don't even know you, you know? Like, 
yes, I post pictures, but they don't know who you are, how you grew up, where you came from, you know, and I think you really just have to remember that and really say like, yeah, but that has, whatever you're going to say about me has nothing to do with where I'm going. And that's not going to stop you either, you know. True, that was great. Thank you. Yeah, I think like what Alei was saying, how it starts from self, and the next part will obviously be the community that you surround yourself with. So it's the friends that you have, it's the co-workers that you work with, it's, you know, it's making sure that the space that you inhibit, it's a safe space and a space where you feel like you're being respected. Like you were saying that social media is a double-edged sword. It's just a window. It's just an image, you know, like we could put up as a brand, like what goes up is that final image on the runway, but that doesn't show, you know, the hours where the factory is looking at which fabric to choose or like with the pattern cutters or like how long we spend in Paris and Milan doing sales, like things like that. So, you know, as important as it is, I think, to build your personal brand, use social media, of course, to advance it, but it's also understanding that you know, you need that real life touch, you need that self-confidence, you need that safe space in your real life to be able to, I guess, use your social media in the best way. Um, yeah, and you know, social media is just a window. It's just that starting point of a conversation and it doesn't show, you know, the full picture. Awesome. I guess we can open it up for some questions into the crowd. Does anyone have any questions? We got mic runners. Um, feel free to raise your hand, cop a number. <laughs> no one has any questions. Oh. What would you say is a negative example? What would you say is the, like, the hard line between trying to source inspiration from social media for some thought of people versus that consumers actually Would you say it's do you mean copying or being influenced or can we just give him the micro fact yeah. just so he yeah. could just reiterate like, his question thank you um, so i know we were just talking a lot about like social media and you know like trolls and whatever but what would you would you say there is sort of like a hard line between you know following social media, following people, trying to source inspiration for things versus to the point where you get, like, too attached and, like, you're on it, like, all the time and letting it affect you. Like, if, would you say there's, like, a line there? or I think the moment that you question if I'm on here too long is the moment that you're on there too long. You know, like, I mean, me personally, I only go on there, like, not as much. I, I think not as much now as I did before because I realize it could be a little polluted on there. And sometimes I just want like this fresh space to just be like, okay, let me just be in the moment. Let me be here. Let me be present. Let me take a break from all of this because some, a lot of times when you go on there eight hours later, it's the same thing that yeah. was on there eight hours ago, you yeah. know. Um, also, I think people forget that there are other sources of inspiration than Instagram and Tumblr. Like go to the Met, go to Central Park, go to like travel, go visit an old friend, have a conversation with your grandparents. Like there's so many other, th you know, back in the day, yeah. they didn't have Insta. Like, what do you think Picasso was like? Oh, let me check ID, <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Fair. Um, and I think it's important to remember, I try to remind myself that it's something like I choose to participate in um, and that I think it's easy to get lost in the idea that like we need to be online. We always need to know what people are doing. We always need to let people know what we're doing. And it can be fun, but 
we have to be honest with ourselves, like if that's hurting our lives and taking away from everything off the screen. So yeah, I think just also that it's a you bubble like in itself. Yeah, yeah, and you have like yo friends. Like if you don't see, you know, if you're not looking at their Insta story or something, and you like call them, you're like, yo, what you want? And you're <laughs> like, you know, they must have posted their whole life on stories. But it's like right. great to have a conversation, like in person, like oh, let's link up. Yeah, you know? of course. Thank you. Um, gentleman in the front. Hi. Hey. So I'm very inspired by each of your stories and background stories. So I wanted to ask, sorry, I'm just a little bit nervous. <laughs> so are we, it's fine. Really? I'm not all nervous. <laughs> well, first things first, all your aesthetics are amazing. And secondly, I just wanted to ask what strengths have you or your friends kind of pointed out that you look back and then it helps you um, Use for use it to get your accomplishment. Looking back, say, "Oh shit, I did this." <laughs> I'm nervous. I mean, me and all my friends, we pump each other up. Like every little thing, you'd be like, "Yo, went to the grocery store today." Like we ain't done laundry in a week. Like Hashtag you know, adulting. Like, you know. So uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yo, praising each other every day is just really fun, and it just makes life even more fun so uh every every day is an accomplishment for sure every day to wake up breathing blessed i mean i i just from anyone else i just text my friends like if i'm thinking of someone i think i receive it too so like sometimes i'll just get a random text from a friend that's like yo like I just want you to know this is what you've done, and he'll run through my resume real fast, and I'm like, okay, I didn't expect this today, but thank you. Like, you thought of me, so thank you for, like, hitting me up. And I think it's like, when you think of your friend, just shoot, shoot them a quick note and be like, yo, what you're doing is dope. Have a great day. Right. Simple shit. Yeah, agree. Any else? other questions? In the back? <laughs> hold on, hold on. We're going to give you a mic. All right, as a young woman of color who it seems like struggled to like be accepted in the clothes that felt most natural to you to wear, and like now you're all super successful in your respective industries, how does it feel to see like 30 year old, like I guess my question is kind of about appropriation, but like older, like white people who feel like distance from the culture you yourself are a part of, wear the stuff that you created? Or how does it make you feel, I guess? I don't know. So the question is, how do people of color feel, who are designers, feel when middle-aged white people wear their clothes? Well. <laughs> that's what I got. Well, basically, but yeah. Yeah, how that, does that make you feel? That's your question. That's his question. Who got an answer? Uh, how do have I feel? Seen, have you seen, have you, have you seen like, a, a, an adult adult? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen some, like, older Caucasian males. Um, I'm like, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, well, you know, I, yo, I've seen them wear my sneakers and honestly, I'm like, wow, like I've reached out to somebody who probably didn't even know who I was. Um, I was somewhere and the guy was wearing my shoes and I was like, yo, yo, like, yo, I'm like telling my friends, I'm like, yo, and then he like passes me and I was like, nice shoes. And he just like kept walking and he was like, 
oh, wait, that's you. And then I was like, uh, hey, what's up? And I think that's just, like, really cool for you to be like, you know, because I think, like, when you make a design, you're like, okay, I know it's going to reach this audience here, but, like, it always surprises you when, like, somebody outside that you had no idea, you know, was looking or even read about your story. And I think that... Like, that gives you the push. You're like, damn, I'm trying to design something else, you know? Um, how many people can I reach, like, with my story? Um, and, yeah, I think it's, like, super cool. Yeah. So, how are we on time? We're on time for one more question. Oh, now you want to raise your hand. Hi. <laughs> I stole it from my cousin. Um, big fans of all you guys. Uh, obviously, the, the fight for equality between uh, men and women is ongoing. So my question is, what's a, what, what ways do you feel that men uh, should support women more um, to, to help that fight? I think all of you guys should answer this. <laughs> um, I think it's just the most important thing is just about having, like, honest conversations because, you know, you can't just have women speaking about feminism. It's more important that you hear a men's perspective as well. Like what we were speaking about in the green room is just, you know, you can't just... You, we all need to coexist so it's more so about making sure that there is open platforms to understand everyone's perspective. You know, there's obviously no right or wrong, but there's, you know, ways in which you can educate each other about, you know, the lived experience that, you know, someone from a person of color, someone from, you know, from a woman and a men's perspective as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. It's it's all about dialogue, you know, and even even if you miscommunicate with someone or don't agree I think it's still you know a time for open dialogue and to just see that you know everyone has their own opinions but you know we're all here to create something and I think you think about it we're like the, a subculture of a subculture of a subculture it's like a really small bubble you know so it's like it's gonna take all of us to be able to move this and then you know there I'll, you know, I'll go to Paris and be with a high fashion brand and they'll ask me about Supreme lines, you know? And it's like, wow, we're actually making ourselves seen in something that we thought was like so small. So we all matter, which, you know, so we all need to work together. Yeah, I think um, men can obviously, I think a lot of times, especially at companies, men just like want to try to fill a void and then one literally <laughs> yeah so it's not genuinely being interested in like you know what we should get some cool girls around because like and also who doesn't love fem female energy like I do I love being around girls all the time like that's just me but um and I also think women can do things as well I mean I'm not a fan of the whole like anti-men pro-woman thing I think that's a little counter it, it's it's just not it's a little hypocritical I think so I think within women we, we shouldn't push those ideas also and I think all the, a lot of times with girls, like, we talk to our friends about these shitty situations with men, but I think it's good to talk to your guy friends about it because sometimes if you talk to your guy friends about it, they'll be like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. But with women, you just, like, want to talk to another woman and be like, because you can bond over it, but letting the men in your life know that these issues exist and they can listen and kind of, you can educate them that way. Um, I think that as a man, a great place to start would be to really be honest with yourself about are you... Um, judging people who walk into the room as are judging females and I think that um, you have a choice of how you act on those thoughts and I think it's a good place just to be aware of how you feel and then um, I think also to not participate in guy talk and like if or not to 
not for, I mean, guy talk is like a big. I know what you mean. I know what you but, mean. But um, to definitely make your friends own up to the way that they're acting as well, because I think that a lot of the times, if it's coming from a guy themselves, like guy to guy, I think that does have a big impact. And, you know, we have the choice of each action that we have is it moving in this direction or this direction. So I think just starting within yourself and being honest, like, do I judge women? Um, I think that's a good place to start. Thank you. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.